Hey, I'm Jared. And I'm Sam. And this is Culture, culture Catch-Up. Each week, one of us introduces the other to a piece of culture they missed out on. You can subscribe to Culture Catch-Up wherever podcasts are available. Follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Catch-Up Culture. And if you like us and want to continue hearing our hot takes on classic culture, be sure to support the show by telling your friends and writing us raving reviews. For today's Culture Catch-Up, I'll be catching Sam up on Angels, Angels in, in the, the Outfield. outfield. Uh, childhood classic film <laughs> came out in 1994 it was an hour and 42 minutes long directed by william deer who is also of harry and the henderson's fame he wrote and directed that movie Ooh, which wee. i guess that one should be a good one uh, to do later on down the line. yeah list. we'll have to do an episode of that have you seen that i did i, I did i've uh, maybe two two three times i think i know that i've seen some of it a lot i feel like it was on tv a lot but mm-hmm. i don't think i've ever sat down and watched the whole thing so yeah we could do an episode on that for sure yeah that'd be a fun one because yeah. it's been a very long time since i've seen that oh movie. sure this movie is starring danny glover tony danza and joseph gordon levitt which at the time i i know as a kid like i had no idea who right. Tony danza was oh i thought you were gonna say joseph gordon levitt no i mean i guess i knew he who wouldn't he have been was. In anything either not really but i guess i just knew who he was because he was the kid in angels in the outfield oh, sure kind of the thing but i guess you didn't tony, know who tony danza was no like he just didn't and danny glover i remembered as i got older but i like uh, no recollection at all if you um didn't know who danny glover was as a kid you guys must not have watched lethal weapon at all no but like i just remember him in the movie more way more than tony Dan- Tony Danza. Ah. And so like when we were looking this up and I was saying, Oh, Tony Danza is in this had no idea. Maybe it was kind a of a surprise part. to see that he was the, one of the starring the leads. Right. Everything. Maybe he just has a smaller part. Yeah. Little, little baby, Joseph Gordon Levitt. I know. Right. Would this been before third rock from the sun? Right. Yeah. He's like a teenager. I mean, he's little in this, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. No, he's a teenager on third rock from the sun with hair as long as this, <laughs> which I always thought was so weird. Obviously now fairly normal, but right. So the IMDb description for this movie is when a boy prays for a chance to have a family if the California Angels win the pennant, angels are assigned to make that possible. (laughs) And apparently, this is a quasi-remake of a 1951 movie of the same name. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, which I haven't seen that one. This is the only one I've, I've watched. Sure. But so, Sam, why have you not seen this one, do you think? Because, I mean, I know you grew up in a very sports-heavy family. Yeah, honestly, I don't know. And I feel again, like you would have maybe I have and I don't movies. remember it. But, you know, even just looking at the IMDb page, no, I don't really remember anything about it. We did watch a lot of baseball and sport movies, but I guess we leaned more the Charlie Sheen Major League oh, movies yeah, yeah. more than these kid movies. So I, I don't I don't know why I haven't seen it. Now, since this is a movie that you're introducing me to, mm-hmm. what do you remember about it? Or, you know, what's its significance to you? Well, I remember it being one that we watched several times growing up. Oh, but really? Then, yeah. And then not only was it one that we watched several times, there was also another movie that we watched frequently that had a commercial for Angels in the Outfield before it. Uh, and I always remember remember that. And I don't really remember the. I mean, I'm assuming we probably watched it the first time around close-ish to when this came out. Maybe a few years. Well, 94, I was four. It, we probably saw like later. six, seven, I think, probably around there. So I remember that. But most of it was from that trailer that was in that movie because I always remembered the kid's dad, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's dad, saying, because he's the, he runs out to him and he's like, when are we going to be a family again? And, he's, <laughs> and I remember him looking down as he's sitting on his motorcycle and he <laughs> looks up and says, when the angels win the pennant, puts on his sunglasses and rides off. <laughs> wow, what a hard ass. I know, right? And so that's like really what I remember of it. And then obviously that I remembered uh, that Christopher Lloyd is the angel is, is one of the main angels. 
uh, or the main angel, Al. It has literally been 20 years. Yeah, probably something like that. Tw- since you've yeah, seen it. 18, 20 years since I've seen this movie. So, so you just uh, remember watching the commercial back when you had to watch trailers because everything was on VHS. Well, and no, no, nobody wanted to get up and fast forward. No, I didn't. We, I liked watching all the commercials. Well, on of the course VHSs. you did. <laughs> like how we have opposing <laughs> views on even that. But hey, remember that? Yeah. VHS tapes. That's crazy. When you just sat and watched trailers for other movies. Mm-hmm. And then so you had to, when to you think about watch it again. You had to pop it in the re- rewinder. You guys had a rewinder? Yeah. Oh you guys my didn't have gosh. a rewinder? No, the VCR is the rewinder. No, the VCR. That's why we had a rewinder because it was we didn't want to wear out the VCR faster by rewinding it and fast forwarding it all the time. Uh, sorry, Ron, but that is the most Ron Wilson thing <laughs> I've ever heard of. <laughs> Buying another contraption to keep the first contraption in better shape. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. It was Did like it rewind big, faster or something? Yeah, it would do it faster. You know, like how on the VHS on the VCR <laughs> you would have to they would have like the multiple speeds it would have like the one speed rewind and the two speed rewind or something or no it wasn't that you would hit the rewind button and it would start and then it would go like I mean kind rewind of it. but yeah where's the rewinder yeah you just put it in there hit the button and it was like went really fast thank you for the uh, descriptions of well, sounds. you know I'm having to paint the picture <laughs> for the audio listeners that's what this is about this is a this is an audio oh, format hell. of storytelling and I they can't gotta know a rewinder. The, yeah, it was great. It was super fun. Oh, all right. Rewinder. Anyway, I thought those were common because like my grandma had one, too. I bet your dad bought it for him. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. How folks. many of you, dear listeners, had rewinders? <laughs> Let for us your know. VHS tapes. <laughs> Send us a message at Catch Up Culture on Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's pretty much all I really remember it. So I guess at this point. We're going to go watch Angels in the Outfield, and we'll come back with our thoughts. Woohoo! Well, Sammy, you were taken out to the ball game, and did Angels <laughs> in the Outfield win the pennant for you? <laughs> wow. that Guys, that wasn't even in our notes. He just came up with that off the cuff. Do you have your own personal notes that you're reading no, from? No, I'm actually very proud of myself that right just now. Come up. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go ahead and say no. What? That did not win the pennant for me. Really? <laughs> no. I, I much prefer Rookie of the Year. Spoiler, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be another episode we're going to have to do because I've never seen Rookie yeah, of the Year. Yeah, we will have to do Rookie of the so Year. So we'll have to compare the two at some point. I think this we, is we maybe... Rookie of the Year. I think this is maybe one of those situations where um, if you saw it as a kid, it just means more to you. Yeah. I, I bet if you hadn't seen it yet, you may also think it did not win the pennant. I think it's because you have a history and I don't have any history. So I just was kind of bored. Mm-hmm. I think I was on my phone for a good chunk of it. Yeah. But overall, then what did you think? Like, were, were there were there funny parts to it? What did you think of the storyline? Like what? the? Well, I didn't know it was going to be such a bummer. I thought I was going to be like a kid. Happy go. Although, you know what? Now that I think about it, rookie of the year does have not a similar storyline, but mm-hmm. also like kind of a bummer moment in it. But not that the kid is. <laughs> Not that the kid is hoping a major league baseball team wins so that his poor deadbeat dad comes back. That is just a real bummer. Yeah. I didn't remember that from the VHS trailer. Did you, (laughs) did you remember it being about a foster kid? No, I mean, no, not really. I think I did kind of forget that. I just, for whatever reason, I didn't connect the dots from watching that trailer and the dad leaving. Maybe I assumed he was with a grandma or an aunt. Yeah. And then, 
And so, yeah, when this started and I was like, oh, his dad's just leaving him for some unknown reason. Obviously, he doesn't want to take care of him, but he's not manly enough to, to you know, say that. Well, it also yeah. speaks to Joseph Gordon-Levitt's acting skills. Even as a kid, I feel like he, you know, has that like sad puppy dog face all the time. Yeah. But man, he just looks so sad. He did. Through the whole freaking movie. And then, yeah, it was it was. A, so he's in foster care. And then the lady taking who I thought was the aunt or, or the aunt was the lady, by the way. Do you know who that lady is? No, who is that lady? Her name is Brenda Fricker, which I had to look up because I didn't. Who who would know that name? She's the bird lady in Home Alone. The lady who freaks out the kid, and she's always got pigeons around her. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that was her. Oh, yeah. She must have had quite the acting career back sounds, in the nineties. Sounds about the same around around the same time. Yeah, probably. So. It was fun to see all of those people. Um, yeah, there were so many more people in it than I thought there than yeah. I remember. Like, yeah, it, that was very surprising. Yeah, you know, you don't really see Christopher Lloyd in a whole lot anymore, mm-hmm. so that was fun. Because um, he's so great with his just com- his comedic yeah, timing and then his expressions and just his he's nuts and yeah. hilarious. Yeah, he was really great. I did remember that when he introduces himself to Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and he's like, "Just call me out," and, like, <laughs> and he makes just his sounds eyes like really all bugged out and stuff. He like just he sounds can exactly do. like Doc Brown. That's yeah. just what he does. Also, you know, I love Dermot Mulroney. So the fact that he was the deadbeat dad, which I totally I forgot. Hate. So when and he like popped super up, young, hot Dermot yeah. Mulroney. Because what, what have we what have we just recently seen him in? Righteous Gemstones. When we were watching. Oh, that's that. right. And so it's like, and he he's been popping up in a lot of shows we've watched recently. So yeah, that was really interesting to get to see him and fun to get to see him. Well, as you something know, he's that he's got a few episodes young. of Friends that he's in, which right. are fun. And but then pre that, um, he's also in my best friend's wedding, which is so mm-hmm. good. But he's one of those that's oh, he's in Shameless. That's right. Recently, that's the right. last right. few years, he's been in Shameless. It's just aging so well. Like mm-hmm. he looks better now than he did in this. Yeah. Anyway, there's your Derm- Dermot Mulroney tangent. Um, also in it, Adrian Brody, which is kind of funny. Yeah, I didn't Such remember him. Such a small part. I, obviously, I never would have known who he was, really, because he does have a very small part in this. But Well, yeah. and I wonder if he even did much before this. Yeah, I don't think so. This is definitely before his Oscar. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthew McConaughey is also one of the baseball players. Which I forgot obviously. about that, too. He's everywhere I forgot now. a lot of these people were in it. Yeah, that, so that's fun. I like seeing people like that. It's fun watching stuff from childhood and seeing people that you don't know mm-hmm. are going to be in it pop up. Also fun too. I will one when we watched it and everything. I would text my brother around when we were watching it. It'd be like, "Oh man, I didn't know Neil McDonough was in this too. Who is from Band of Brothers, and then even more recently the Captain America movies and everything." And we just he's just kind of this one character actor that my brother and I have always just liked and everything he's in. And so I <laughs> and totally who was did, he in this? I don't. He remember. was the pitcher who was always chewing on gum. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, but yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty funny. I was like, oh man, I didn't remember he was in this and he was so goofy in this movie. And in some of his other roles that I've seen him in, he's a lot Way more, serious. More, more serious. So yeah, that was pretty fun to see him too. I think my main takeaway is that kid movies are weird. Why is that? I don't know. It's just like, it's a very weird concept that a kid can summon angels to help a baseball team win. What? Mm-hmm. Which I forgot. How much there was like the angels morphing into people and into objects to like stay <laughs> hidden. And it looked really similar to like the angels who flew out of the Ark of the Covenant in Raiders of the Lo- Indiana Jones of the Raiders of the Lost Ark, which in that movie, <laughs> way more terrifying. And I could see how in a slightly different light, they would be just as terrifying in this movie, too. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird thing to put in a kid movie. Yeah. Can I tell you about my favorite weird part? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. We talked about it when we watched it and you didn't remember this either. But Christopher Lloyd comes to the championship game 
and Joseph Gordon-Levitt yeah. is excited to see him and, you know, thanks or, you know, d- welcomes him to the game or whatever. And Christopher Lloyd tells him that the Angels can't help in a championship. Like, that's all up to the teams. So Joseph Gordon-Levitt asks him what he's doing there. And he says he's there to check up on Tony Danza's character, who's going to die in six months from lung cancer. <laughs> Which was and so out of part of the pun, but so out of left field. It was just like... There have been no signs that Tony Danza is about to die until he says that. And then, of course, the camera cuts to Tony Danza on the pitcher's mound, and he's, like, hacking up a lung. Yeah. And it's really clear that something's going on. Oh, so random it and weird. Very random. I didn't Super understand funny. that part at all. But then, yeah, so, like, what I was talking about earlier, I had no idea Tony Danza was in this movie either. There were so many people. That was really fun rewatching it. Yeah, and one another person who was kind of like, a, oh, that's where I recognize this guy from was Taylor <laughs> Negron because we had watched, seen him in another movie we had watched a few months ago. And in that movie, I was just like, Biodome. I was just like... <laughs> Uh, that guy I know that I know that guy from something and so when we watched this and he popped up I was like oh man this is him and then it was like his whole storyline came flooding back and I was like oh yeah he's gonna sit in nachos and he sits in nachos and he because he gets just <laughs> every game he gets something spilled on the him kids yeah. on accident it's totally accident he just well no it's not remember JP the friend makes him go to the bathroom a whole bunch. They're trying to like keep him from seeing the angels or something right, because yeah. that, because that's the thing. It's like the, Roger has to signal to Danny Glover, the manager of the team when he sees the angels to expect that, Hey, something's about to happen. Right. And, and they're trying to not let Taylor Negron characters, his character know. Right. And so it was kind of, it was like that whole stuff. So I was like, Oh yeah, he's going to sit in nachos and that happened. And then, yeah, the, when he eventually <laughs> just is like sitting remember. around in a complete poncho because he's like, this is what he has to do to keep ruining his suits that he wears every day. It was so funny to just remember that stuff. And I love that you remember something as specific as that a character sits in nachos. Because I probably laughed my ass off as a kid at that because like, that's so funny. <laughs> I mean, it is still somebody funny. would sit in nachos. <laughs> But and then the other one who I was a big surprise too was that the owner of the Angels is Ben Johnson, who I'd seen in countless John Wayne westerns and stuff back in the day. Again, probably didn't make the connection because I watched Angels in the Outfield when I was younger, and then watched the John Wayne and western movies when I was a little bit older and when he would have been younger. So I probably didn't make the connection. But then when we were looking this up again on IMDb and saw that, I was like, man, that's really cool. <laughs> we'll have to do a Jane Watt. <laughs> we should leave that in. <laughs> we'll have to do a John Wayne episode. We would because yeah, I've watched them. I have a bunch of those that would be really good ones no. to talk about. Yeah, I don't think and I've that ever I haven't seen watched a in a long time, so that would be fun, interesting. I think to watch currently. Something else that watching this made me think of is that there were so many baseball movies in the eighties and nineties, and why the hell is that? I don't feel like even now there's that many. Well, Movie, I feel like movies just, about other sports. It's always baseball movies. I feel like it kind of goes in a little bit of a cycle because didn't you, you know, you had the baseball movies in the late eighties, early nineties, and then kind of around 98 ish, I think is when remember the Titans came out and then football movies started getting popular because you had the invincible one with Mark Wahlberg and then like uh Marshall Marshall. We are Marshall. There was the other one. Um, I still I don't, don't know, think there's, there's like, as many, though, as there were baseball. I feel like baseball. they were in like a good 10-year chunk that there was like football movies coming out. Okay, well, here's a bunch of baseball movies Okay, from the late 80s. And, and this is only late 80s and early 90s. So this isn't even counting stuff that's, you know, there, there are still a lot coming out. Mm. Bull Durham, Field okay. of Dreams, Rookie of the Year, For the Love of the Game, Major League, Sandlot, of course, mm. Little Big League, Ed, tons. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to know what's your favorite baseball movie? 
favorite baseball movie. Oh, God. Are you going to say Angels in the Outfield? I mean, I don't. Of that list? Can I see that list again? Yeah. Well, have you seen any of those? I, I'm thinking no. Like, I'm very... These well, are, well, folks, we just see, found a handful I mean, of episodes. This is what I mean. Like, this, <laughs> this podcast has endless opportunities. <laughs> Mine is definitely Rookie of the Year. I mean, I'd have to say probably this one because, like, I've seen... 75% of Sandlot in that's gonna, right. That's going to fire up some comments, but yeah, but I've seen like only <laughs> probably 75% of Sandlot, I think. Yeah. And, and you wouldn't even understand all of the Sandlot jokes that the rest of the world gets. I don't think like if somebody said one of the Sandlot lines to you that most people our age know, I yeah. don't think you would follow. Yeah, no, I don't think I would. I don't know. Yeah. May, I'm feeling like there's a baseball. No, I did really like the Dennis Quaid baseball movie. What's that one? The one where he was like a his arm was hurt and then he get rehabilitated it and they could suddenly throw. This like sounds really like fast. rookie of the year. Um, You're literally describing rookie of the year. Really? Did they make um, it with adults? No, it's Dennis Quaid's one was a true story. Dang it. Now I'm forgetting what it's called. You literally just described rookie of the year. That's exactly what happens. He breaks his arm and now he can pitch like crazy and he's a kid in the major leagues. The Dennis Quaid movie is the rookie. The rookie. He plays Jimmy Morris. A and Texas what, baseball coach makes the major league after agreeing to try out if his high school team made the playoffs. Can you tell me what year that came out? That came out in 2002. Okay, see? Way after Rookie of the Year. Yeah. I don't care if that's a true story. They are ripping off Rookie <laughs> of the Year. <laughs> it's the exact same story. Yeah. Sounds Poor like shit. it. <laughs> Who's hotter? The kid in Rookie of the Year or Dennis Quaid in the Rookie? On three. One, two, three. Dennis the kid Quaid. in Rookie of the Year. Oh, Another place we disagree. <laughs> <laughs> now that you watched it again, do you have any other thoughts? Well, it definitely held up for me still. I was entertained with it. I for, did forget. Oh my God, really? I did forget <laughs> how much it was because I think it was, again, like what you're saying, the nostalgia thing for me. Right. Because I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this. And it was one of those things, too. I remembered so many different scenes that came up like I remember Yeah, you remembered very specific things. Like I told you, I remembered he was having a conversation. Roger was having a conversation with the foster mom. And she was sewing and I remembered him walking up. And I was like, Oh man, I remember this scene. That's so strange. Yeah. And I don't remember what they were talking about in that scene you from when I was getting, like I have just a visual memory of visual it, visual memory of him talking to her next to a sewing machine. And then, yeah, then this like the stuff with Taylor Negron. So having those like flashbacks for it all. And then having the discovery, I think of all these current actors who are now really big and seeing them all in this much smaller movie when they're all playing much smaller roles was really kind of a fun like oh man like look where they came from or yeah. look, you know that's fun a flat a good flashback memory movie i felt for me and we so, always specifically love that yeah seeing people that it's always fun for us to be like yet. oh who's that or yeah. oh whoa i didn't know he was in that that's a that is a really fun thing for us when we watch we stuff. spend a lot of time on imdb after watching just about anything yeah and so that i think for it kept it really fresh for me and there was a lot of it oh like the uh, Al morphing into things. I forgot how often that was, but I did remember the first time he did it to the big fat guy who was annoying mm -hmm. Roger and just kind of like this gross dude. And like <laughs> Al is talking to Roger and this guy comes up and sits on him and Al like grotesquely like morphs into him. The guy's like all being, Oh, weird the guy in the stands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy in the stands that I remember that a little bit too, but yeah, it was, it, I was the only thing I was really taken aback by was how creepy the animation for the <laughs> angels was. Cause especially when they're like, 
flying towards a flying towards the camera, trying to look all like smiley and happy while like <laughs> flying in this golden, like flaming outfit, almost looking thing behind them. And like, as they're reaching out for a ball, but still coming straight towards the camera. I was like, man, this, this does look sh- like Indiana Jones stuff. It's kind of, it's kind of creepy. Not going to lie. And then the Tony Danza thing again, that was, a, that was, a, that was a shock. That little storyline twist, <laughs> his death, his yeah. impending doom. And then I did, I did remember, I was like, as it got more into the movie, I was like, Oh yeah! At the end, Roger gets adopted by Danny Glover, and then and oh like, yeah, and, and at RJ, least it had a good ending. Or J, JP, JP, JP. Oh my god! Sorry. Stop calling that kid RJ. I only remember that though after you got that super bummer. That was the big thing where I agree it was a super bummer movie. Was when the court scene where Dermot Mulroney comes back. Roger thinks he's back to come get him. And he's like, "Nah, kid, I'm here to just turn you I'm over like to turning, the state." Yeah, I was like. What the hell? <laughs> this is depressing. Yeah, that it really was. That was the point I was like, oh man, I do not remember it getting this dark. When it didn't seem like the type of movie that was going to go as far as Danny Glover adopting him. Yeah. So I was really happy to see that. And then he adopts JP as well, which is really nice. Which so admit, sweet. But then also it was so funny that they almost made it look like, oh, you're going to get left behind, JP. Just kidding. <laughs> you're getting to come. It felt like a Michael Scott move. <laughs> Because JP like runs away all sad into his room and the foster mom goes to. Yeah, because he's going to be alone with the him. bird lady. Right. And then they're like talking to it. And then it's like an afterthought. Roger's like, so what? But what about JP? And he's like, oh, I didn't tell you I'm getting I'm adopting him, too. And it's like, why didn't you lead with that? Why didn't you just say <laughs> I want I'm you adopting both. you both? Yeah. Why this added moment of extra drama? OK, wait, here's why a question. Pull our heartstrings more. Do you think Danny Glover adopted them? out of the kindness of his heart or so that the angels would stick around and help his baseball team win. No, I think because they softened his, his hard oh, heart. Boo. I wanted you to say, no, I think it's because he wants the angels. No, because to stick like around. Al says in the movie that once the angels, you know, it's like a one, it was, I guess it was a one time thing and they can't even help you when you get to the championship. At that <laughs> point, you're on your own. You've received as much angelic enlightenment as you can. And you got to do what you got to do. You're cut off. Yeah, pretty much. I was at least happy to see a good ending to it. Yeah. I mean, of course, there's going to have a good ending. It's a kid movie, but we'll just wait till you see the ending of Rookie of the Year. It's even better. Okay. The only thing I know about that is also from a VHS trailer, uh, <laughs> probably for what was the movie it was on? Far From Home, a tale, of, a tale of Yellow Dog. I don't even know what that is. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Here's the thing about this concept for this podcast. <laughs> the majority <laughs> of the stuff that you catch me up on, I'm going to be bored for. It's going to be boring stuff to me. <sighs> oh, see, that's the wrong attitude to have about it. It's going to be and eye-opening and enlightening. I just want to ask, were you entertained during Pearl Harbor? Yeah. Which is what we did for episode one. I was entertained by it. You know this. I get sucked into any type See, of... See, this isn't a fair trade. I wasn't entertained <laughs> at all during this. I didn't hate it. It was fine. I just don't feel the need to watch it again. Like is I this said, something you would keep watching? Like when we have kids, is this something you want to show them? Yeah, I think that'd be a lot of fun. <sighs> you don't have to watch it with us. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm just holding out for us to have a kid so that you can finally have somebody to watch cartoons and stuff with and it's not going to fall on me. <laughs> I'll be so happy. It really held up for me for all those nostalgic reasons. I think I would definitely watch it again in the future, but I don't feel the need to like rewatch it right now. Yeah, I would definitely right. have well, to definitely be not. with a specific audience. But sure. Good movie. Good movie. I liked it. I'm glad you enjoyed it. It is a bummer to rewatch something from childhood and it sucks. So right. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. 
But uh, it only got a 33% on the old Rotten Tomatoes, oh. though. So that's kind of a bummer. But as we said in the first episode, we don't ever listen right. to that crap anyway. We just want to say it for factual sake in sure. comparison to our own ratings of it. So what rating would you give it? I'd say like a 55. Like it's good. It's enjoyable entertainment, but not something we're going to come back to over and over again. Sure. What would you rate it? <laughs> Quite a bit lower than 55. I would say, you know, again, it's not like it's a bad movie. No, I was just it's bored. Perfectly enjoyable family film. Yeah. I a 40-ish. But I will say, if I'm comparing it to other great baseball movies from around the same time, like Rookie of the Year, it's going to get even lower because I love Rookie of the Year so much. <laughs> if we rewatch it and it's bad, I'm going to be heartbroken. Well, that's it, folks. Sam is now caught up on the culture that is Angels in the Outfield. Do you have thoughts on Angels in the Outfield? Well, let us know. Send us a message on Twitter or Instagram at Catch Up Culture. Thanks for listening and come back next week for another Culture Catch Up Cinematic Adventure.